Welcome to Calcutta Our House, an irreverent and uninformed look at the parallel cinema of Bengal. I'm Ayala Tramzandoshkov. And I'm Pramit Chowdhury. Still, we have we have not changed. We have not changed. Although we, we remember, remain uninformed. Uninformed. And yeah. also, though, we remember to say our names. So. so the podcast is already improving. Yes. From one episode to another episode. Yeah. I mean, who knows the stratospheric heights we could reach by the end of the season. I know, I know. Colin's pretty excited, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, so today's topic is the second of the Apu trilogy. Yes, today we will be talking about Oprojita, which um, uh, the, it's given the English title, The Unconquered or The un- Unvanquished. And yes, it is the second, what did I say controversially last time? Some say the best. Yes. I mean, we're going to talk about whether we enjoyed it more or, or, or less than Yes. No, we have many thoughts about. That's that's going to come up later. Yes. Just to keep you keep you hanging until yes. the second half of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they could just fast forward it. This isn't on cassette. <laughs> Good grief, man! Um, you wanted to start though with uh, a crucial update on. Well, so I recall last time you said something about uh, England winning the series in in India. Well, they would they would have to play. No, the the, the previous one. Oh. and I, I I didn't say anything. At the time. I, I I didn't remember that to be the case, and I I've, I've just checked, and indeed Virat Kohli scored like seven for the England. And and they won. And I think that they won everything. I think they won the Test series. And won this. I think it might, maybe it was the one before. They, I mean, <laughs> there was one that they won <laughs> away. I just can't remember which one it is. But, uh, yeah. And I also discovered, unhelpfully, that it's going to be airing on Channel 4. So for all of our UK listeners, possibly my parents, <laughs> I don't know that anyone else is going to be listening. Uh, but you don't even need Sky on TV. You said we, we still have to, we're on tenterhooks about whether we, we would be able to watch it. Well, so I checked, and I don't know whether it will be on Disney Plus, but also because it's in India, and India is on the most unhelpful time difference in on yeah. the globe, it's going to start at 10 p.m., which is a time... up until about 3 anyway. So. I am not. Actually, <laughs> um, I hope you're listening. I'm going to be texting you. <laughs> so I will wake up in the morning to, I'm sure, uh, a lengthy text thread about... I should probably take you off that text thread. Well, I mean, I don't want to miss any, any eulogies to, to Pujara or <laughs> anything like that. But anyway, uh, yeah, so, so there is there is that. To, to look forward to. They are out of quarantine and and practicing. Okay. So. I thought it was out of quarantine and at the nearest bubba <laughs> <laughs> stuffing their faces with naan. The pool of chat, no. The last time a cricketer saw a naan was probably like 10 years ago. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What does Stuart Broad eat when he's in India? It's going to be hard for him to get sushi. Salmon? Cooked salmon? Salmon? Where's he going to get that from? <laughs> Room service. Flown out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Stuart, if you're listening, uh, we would like to know what you're eating. But speaking of food, I wanted to start with the beginning. One of your favorite topics. One of my favorite topics. The begin, very beginning of, of the movie. Uh, we basically had this podcast laid out within within 10 minutes um, of the, the credits rolling. Um, and that is uh, the topic of Dal. Oh, who it, doesn't like Dal? Indeed. Um, did your students pick up on, on the Dal controversy? Uh, I, I think this is an area where I, I need to help them. Okay. If, if this were in person, we could have had a whole Dal-making exercise. 
Uh, I mean, I guess I could send them recipes and each student could be responsible for making their own dal. It's a full service. Here well, let me, <laughs> let me set the seat. So, um, as, Why are we talking about dal? As Aparajita yeah, <laughs> opens, uh, the, the Roy's or Rise, are they Roy's or I forgot? Right. Like the no, no it's spelled differently. R O Y. Oh, okay. So they're in in Benaras, um, and we'll talk about Benaras in a minute. And they clearly are doing a little bit better than than they had been because um, Harir is going to the market, and he asks his his wife what to bring, and she said, "Why don't you bring dal, mugdal, or mushudal? It doesn't matter." And my friends, it does matter. <laughs> It matters. It matters a great deal. Although I will grant that Mugdal and Mushadal are not... I thought they, they are your two favorite. They are my two favorite dolls. But you can't just go around, like, mixing your dolls. That's just not... I mean, you can mix your dolls if you're actually mixing them. Right, um, And that was also a, a point of contention, because the reason... Well, not the reason. She also says that Apu wants kitchery. Yeah. And how are you going to make kitchery with one doll? So I, like... I mean, you, 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 you can, but I mean, I, I if, if, if he's going to have kitchery, then surely move doll, right? I mean, I, I I don't really see how you could have kitchery with just move doll. So I think that's the direction that she's maybe gesturing towards. That he should bring both dolls. I think, I mean, it's subtly, but, you know, he needs to bring more. Anyway, um, so there are many... I will occasionally, with reckless abandon, throw other dolls in there, because I'm just, you know, throw the cannon to the winds. And just, it's a free-for-all. It's America. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> um, but anyway, there are there are many dolls in, in India, uh, in India generally, in Indian cooking. A doll is just... Um, what does doll mean? Does doll mean soup or... Lentil. It's the lentil. It's the lentil. Um, anyway, so mushu dal is the finest dal in creation. It's uh, it's red lentils. I refer to it as little dal. I mean, they are quite little. They right? are quite little. Um, it is not to be distinguished. It is it is not to be confused with tur dal or ura dal, which are known as tiny dal in our house. And tiny dal is the enemy of goodness. Uh, I mean, I have to agree. We have very strong opinions on the <laughs> <Yes>. show. Um, <laughs> Complaints to. Well, we don't hear it. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not. Yeah, just, just complain to Twitter. Yeah, complaints at Twitter. Dot dot slash forward slash the internet. Yeah. Anyway, Tudal and Urdal, as as explained to me by my mother-in-law, are are supposed to be the superior dolls, but they make this like slimy, like well, I, I would put a lot weirdly of, yeah. like textured. I would put a lot of concoction. weight on supposed because she never makes them. Well, and then when she makes them, I always say, "What is this garbage?" Well, she doesn't even seem to enjoy them that much. Like, no, you, know, you, 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 you know, you, you know a person's, you know, their, their, their interests and their affections and their preferences by what they do, and what she does is make mushroom That's true. <laughs> and mugdal. And, and Chana Dal. Which are which the are holy trinity, the holy trinity of, of dolls. Of dolls. Yeah. So Moshe Dal is red lentils, little doll, you know, the best doll. Then there's Mug Dal, which is um, apparently small yellow lentils. Well, the, the mung bean. Yeah. yeah. But not the green mung bean. No, uh, don't, don't buy don't buy it un, unhusked. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it with the husk on. Yeah. Don't do that. And that's that's fine. I don't think we... Did we name Mug Dal? We didn't give it a... 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't it's just, know. it's fine. It's a neutral doll. It'll like, you know. Oh, it'll... You've, you've enjoyed it more than that, I'm sure. I've enjoyed it. But I guess everything pales into comparison mm. for you. You know, you know in, in this respect, who are you like? Your father. My father. And this is why Promet's oh. father likes me so much, because I, I like Musha Dalano about cricket. You, you like he the literally star. goes around his friends in Calcutta, hi, Bimalda, and <laughs> talks about his daughter-in-law and how... How lucky his son is that she even looked his way. You did write a whole article about... You wrote two articles about cricket, one in an academic venue. And one in classical reception. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the Night Watchman. The Night Watchman. But anyway, and then the, the, the last member of the trifecta is Chanadal, which is split chickpeas. And I in our house, it is known as Big Doll. And... Chana doll is just like it's a it's a hearty it's a hearty doll yeah thick doll yeah we we had when we just got married I mean mug doll is pretty thick compared to mushroom doll yeah right? when we just got married we had an upstairs neighbor named Prashant and Prashant had he was you know a, a very nice guy but he also rented He's his very successful economist somewhere I don't know uh, Chicago yeah. or he rented his apartment to to Pramit's parents so that they would have somewhere to stay for the duration of the the wedding preparations and he had this big like framed right front page of the whatever Calcutta announcer uh, um, I can't remember what the newspaper was but yeah but it was an English language yeah. newspaper and it was the day after independence yeah yeah anyway uh, Prashant other than the rent only asked for one thing uh, which is for a bucket of chana dal and so before Pramit's parents packed up to, to go back home, she made a bucket of chana dal. You see, yeah, non-Bengalis don't just think of us as pretentious. They also think of us as very useful for making dal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and anyway, and he ate the whole thing on his own with, with a big spoon. He did eat the whole thing so, on his own, yeah. I don't know, know how his wife felt about that. He might be I don't think she was there. To this. Well, yeah, I know. Can yeah. you imagine the conversation? Did he, did he disclose... I you were like, not if you knew what was going on. All of which is to say that you can't just, I mean... You can't just treat dolls interchangeably. No. Dolls, this is what happens when Bengalis leave Calcutta. Like, they they start, like, you know, undifferentiating their dolls. <laughs> there was no mustard. No fish. I thought there was... Uh, no, I, I don't remember the full list of things. There was definitely... Uh, kerosene was one of them. And not an ingredient. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't remember what cream. else. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't remember the other things. But it is, it's important because, it, it, as you say, it signals the family's relative prosperity in comparison to, to you know, what had happened before. And they're visibly just happier. Yes, yes. Um, it I is mean, refreshing they, they to see all, them. Right? Yeah, um, but, it, you know, just in other scenes, right? I mean, Hori uh, Harb looks happier, looks more satisfied. Doesn't seem to be giving any thought to you know his 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 worm-eaten plays that he had kind of cast away mm. at the end of Potipati, and you know there's that great scene where Shorbajai is really pleased that the other Brahman likes the tea that she made. Yes, should we should we tell the story about about your mother and the the tea making? Uh, which one? Yes, more than no. Three. I don't. You, which one do you think of? The one about how she used to make the finest tea in all Bengal, and then something happened, and now she can't make a good cup of tea to save her life. 
She yeah. says, while looking searchingly at you. <laughs> I, well, so, uh, do you want me to make up tea? <laughs> so, I remember from my childhood that one of the many ways that, you know, Bengali mothers build up their children is, for, is, is by complimenting them for things that, you know, they really shouldn't be complimented for. Um, so there are all kinds of skills I thought I possessed that I didn't really possess. But, <laughs> yeah. So um, it's kind of crushing later on where you're like, oh, yes, I'm not some kind of magical unicorn, actually. I'm just <laughs> pretty fallible. <laughs> uh, so uh, she thought I was very green-fingered, where in fact, as you know, I'm, I'm not very good at looking after plants. Of course, you're not very good at looking after plants either, so that's fine. I, I keep the children alive. That's so. true, yes. Despite their best efforts. And and the other one was, she was always very panegyrical about my making tea. And I think that had more to do with someone else's making tea for me. Well, yeah, I was about about to say, so you know how in, in daycare, um, they tell you to praise the things that you want your children to do more of, but like completely ignore the things you want them to stop. Right. And you and I are really bad at this. As parents, yes, as, we're as terrible parents. at it, yeah. But maybe your mother was just trying to get you to make her more tea. Well, I, I mean, it worked. I, I, I cook, I, I, make, I make drinks, I, you know, it's all very, I feel good about it. It didn't work so much with the plants. Mm. Also, did you only, did you not only last night forget to make makeup tea? Uh, I, I was trying to entertain the children. Two of them at the same time were competing over drawing well, in Ella's case, doors. Many yeah. doors. She drew so many doors. And you drew so many keys. <laughs> and I, well, I tried to draw. You know what happens when I draw with the kids? I, I get know. totally absorbed into drawing. And the kids are like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> you playing with us. Not, you know, practicing your extremely sub-mediocre draftsmanship. But I just, yeah. So in managing the two of them, I mean, I, I already failed. Remember how you complained about Theo ruining your pen? Oh, yeah. I didn't notice nice that he had grabbed that pen, and so he busted it. He did draw a very nice circle. He did draw a nice circle. Yeah. So anyway, yes, yeah, no. uh, my, my, my mother does say there was some kind of falling away with the tea making, mm. and she, to this day, has no idea what happened. She tells me, she will say, oh, this day, <laughs> a bit like Ella, I made, I made tea, and it was great, as if it were, you know, uh, a rare occurrence. Mm. So, uh, yeah, anyway, it was a, it's a very nice scene in the movie. Um, because it, it's so it, weird to see her happy. Yeah. It is It is matched by, uh, so we'll jump ahead a little bit, when Appu comes back from Calcutta for the first time from school. And she, in typical Bengali slash Jewish mother, asks him about what he ate. Right? And he's like, oh, whatever stuff. But then right in the end, she's like, is the cook better than me? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so what's great is that he doesn't do anything. Like he's really, he's, <laughs> you know, their children are just just not nice to their parents. You know, she no. just he just, he just lets her dangle. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we will come back to uh, to to children kind of not um, being nice to their parents. But we should, I suppose, start right at the beginning and talk a little bit about Banaras, also known as Varanasi, also known as Kashi. Really? Yeah. I, where? I didn't notice that. That's how they refer to it throughout. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, just goes to show how much <laughs> attention It's hard to read the subtitles and pay attention to the audio at the same time. But yes, they, that, that, is, that is what Bengali is called. So I was thinking throughout the film that I didn't know which state of India Banaras was in. It's in UP. It's in UP. Uttar Pradesh, which is in the middle of India. 
The middle upper. The middle upper? Yeah. So if we're back in the Mickey Mouse version of India, is it the nose, the eye? Uh, Assuming that Calcutta is sort of the ear. Uh, kind of here. Oh, right in the Hindi. Yeah. Right in the third eye. Okay, yeah. how, how appropriate. Yeah, that's okay. I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, All right. That's, that's a good point. That is a good point. <laughs> 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 so, Amaras, what did you want to say about the Holy I've City? I've never been. I've never been either. I think my father's been. I can't remember where my mother's been. Mm. So they don't spend a lot of time in, in Benaras. They seem to quite like it. The people are nice. There it's isn't... over to one side. It's a bit more brown. You're still thinking about the... The exact location. The exact location. Yeah. Anyway, so one of the big problems of Benaras uh, is the monkeys. Is Does Calcutta not have monkeys? I remember there being monkeys. They, I mean, there are, but it's not quite as prevalent. I remember the place that I've been to with the most monkeys is probably Shimla. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this is where you get the stories. Like, my, one of my aunts, Gauri Mashi, I think she was the one who talked about. She was in, in Shimla, I think, and she had some medicine in her purse. And the monkeys are famous for being thievish. Uh, they'll just take it and put it, whatever, in their mouth. A little bit like Theo, actually, in that respect. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it popped her painkillers or whatever it was that she was... She had in her Probably bag. was... Vibrant. Pretty blessed out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean... Um, so the thing where, you know, the, the monkey's kind of like, right, drinking from the tap or whatever it's doing, like it's... I don't know about Benaras because I haven't been there, but like in Shimla, I could totally imagine that. Yeah. I was pretty much surrounded by them. Well, the reason I know for a fact that Calcutta had monkeys is because one of the only things in Hindi I know how to say is, you're a monkey. It's a very useful phrase. And I was showing off my Hindi to our long-standing family driver and he was so well because you 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 accused me of being a monkey. well he was so appalled by a my like bad wifeliness and b like i mean i don't know what i'm thinking but he was like, genuinely appalled but he he, was, yeah. he set out across the 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 Dukhanashor temple yes. courtyard to to find a monkey so he can show me how pramit was not in fact a monkey yes and i think about it I, I like that he thought I needed a, a visual. Um, but anyway, he never found he never found the monkey, so it it remains to be seen whether Pramit and a monkey are. My my mother frequently says I'm you know behaving like or monkey around. Resent, yeah, I'm, I'm monkeying around. So well, let let us move on from the monkeys before we. Well, I mean, it's a nice feature of the film, right? Yes. I mean, it's you know, it's... it is a nice comic relief in you know the the film has. I mean, that's what one of the things that I found enjoyable about it this time round is watching it right on the heels of Bother Bradley. It is in its mood. I mean, I feel it's a bit more varied. Bother Bradley can feel a bit relentless. I mean, there are very nice, light-hearted scenes, but I think in you know in Opera Jitha there are there are more moods. Yes, there there. So they're... we've already talked about the scene where you know she's pleased at having made the nice tea. I mean, there's the monkey, which is certainly a bit of comic relief. The the, 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 the scene with the most comedy is obviously the schoolmaster, which I think we'll come to later. But it's not... So it's strange. Like, we talked about the experience of watching Father Panchali, but this movie is kind of more watchable because it it actually has a, a plot and, like, things actually happen. And well, it's I mean, also... Well, Father Panchali has a plot. It's just... It's, it's quite a simple plot. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's also kind of more 
structured, right? Um, yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, the way it's structured is through the death of, of both parents. Yes. So it's not a... Uh, I mean, it's a weirdly happy movie for a movie wherein the heroes... Where the hero loses all that's left of his family. Yeah, I was actually talking about this with, with my students, that at the end of Pothropotli, it's oddly optimistic, despite what's happened. Maybe because getting away from... Uh, you know, Nishchindipur, the, the village, is it's just the right thing to do, right, under the circumstances. But this film, too, felt, you know, weirdly forward-looking. I mean, not in a, you know, finally I'm liberated by the death of my parents, right? I mean, it's not, it, you know, it, it, it's not it's not unrecognising of, of the cost, right? But, yeah, I mean, he seems to be in a, a strangely accepting and, you know, integrated state at the end of the movie where he is both you know, looking to his life in the urban environment of Calcutta, you know, committing to his studies, but also, I mean, you pointed this out, right? The way he's dressed. Well, his shoes, right? So in the last shot of the movie, he is walking down the path back to the, the train station. And it's quite a striking scene because it's the isn't it the first time that we normally we see that path from from the door of the house so he's always coming towards the house right but this time we see it sort of looking away yeah we're looking at his back yeah and and he's he's not wearing any shoes he's barefoot which his father was i think throughout Potter Panchali but but he's been wearing but shoes but Apu has been ostentatiously wearing shoes throughout the movie he like he takes off his shoes and he puts them on and well, the, they're like they're leather right urban yeah. shoes they're yeah they're urban shoes which is kind of funny because he wears a, a an old-fashioned hoti so yeah so it, it is a kind of mix of yeah um, he is both kind of you know the brahmin that he was you know born to be but at the same time really his mind is directed on this kind of rationalistic modern urban life yeah, I mean, and uh, to go back to Benares, right? I mean, that that is interesting that the movie begins in this religious locale, and as you would expect, like religion is emphasized through, you know, the the the, the Kali Pujo and you know all of the activity of Horihar on the the banks of the the Ganga. The film actually opens with right not just the train, but the view from the train from the bridge over the river. So you have the modernity of the vehicle, which has this symbolic power, as we talked about in the previous episode, right? But then you have the view of this kind of timeless, religious, right, geographical body, right, that runs through India. And that's that seems to be a, a symbol that end shot is also capturing, right? Modernity in the city that he's going yeah. to, but religion and tradition and some kind of genealogical inheritance in yeah. being like his father. It's a very sort of touristy shot, right? The, Which one? The opening yeah. shot. When you're kind of like floating down the Ganges through through the city. And we so one of the sort of physical aspects that this shot captures is the the step. So the 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 river is is the embankment has been built out into temples and and these long stone steps that they're come really from steep. they're really steep and they're really high and they go all the way straight down to to the river it's kind of a cinematographical gift that you have these very steep steps so it's yeah. the architecture the river the like the angle it's yeah i mean it's it looks great yeah 
Um, and we were talking about how you don't really see steps in movies that much, except for the famous like Rocky scene. And yeah, Rocky. I mean, I was saying the Untouchables. I mean, I I I don't know. I, I mean, we don't watch movies enough right now. But it, yeah, it just feels like we don't see as many shots of of steps and staircases. Whereas that was just more of a thing in like Hitchcock movies or yeah, or this. Well, it, it's also very striking because. Right, the shots in, in Benaras are very closed in, right, and very urban. They're, you know, of that alley near their house or the inside of their of their house or, or you know, the, the place where they work. Um, and in some ways, those scenes on, on the river are some of the more open ones in the, the Benaras portion of, of the film. But, I don't know, when I think about rivers, I, like, it's like a super developed riverbank right right there's no mud or sand or well funnily enough you get a more you're right you get a more undeveloped riverbank in the calcutta scene right where opu and his friend are just kind of reclining oh yeah right so you have this kind of curious like bruce and urban yeah where, where they are talking about what life is like in the real countryside yeah. while they're in this idyllic scene where they've kind of wild away time not really paying attention to how many periods they've missed of class yeah. and very eclogs <laughs> and i'm just thinking about sort of rivers that i have known and obviously here in austin the the river is sort of oh you have a gripe about that i mean since this is an austin podcast you should get what, your what's gripe. my gripe that they call it a lake oh yes it is not a lake i don't care if it's dammed in two spots it is it is a river um don't don't at me ladybird lake is a river and mushudal is a superior doll and these are the hills i will i will die on and actually we go by the by the the river lake the lake river quite a lot it's you know it's nice trails and stuff but it's it's very sort of green and muddy and i mean right you know it's it's not Right, the the asphalt and concrete start a ways out, right? You know, the bridges and, and first street. And I you know, I'm I'm thinking, you know, like the Thames in London you get those embankments, but the, the river doesn't necessarily come up straight. I mean there. you're not supposed to get in it, I think is fundamentally like here, okay, you can sup, right? But yeah. you can take a canoe out or something. But there is I mean those steps are leading right to you getting in the water. Yeah. But they're also very enclosing. I mean, that's the thing I think I'm, I'm trying to get at. Like, all the, the urban rivers I can think of, however urban they are, there's still, like, open air around them and a kind of some space, right? right. Whereas here, the, the river is, is very enclosed. It's very kind of... The buildings kind of almost impose on it. And, yeah, and it's meant to kind of get you right down in the water yeah um but it's not meant to get you in nature right it's a very oh yeah like, no that, um, that's right at least in in this particular i mean as i said i haven't been there but in this particular location it seems like you say very dense yeah yeah it's a lot of city yeah. right at least from well, yeah i mean we went i can't remember where was it looking at or wherever but i mean we went right to the river in calcutta yeah um, and i mean okay it's on a much smaller scale but you had a a, a similar kind of yeah. Right. I mean, there were a lot of people, right? You're in the water. Not fully in the water. I think we just dipped our, we, our legs. We dipped our, our toes. Yeah. yeah. 
here we don't even, you know, we're, we're, we're desperately trying to make sure Theo doesn't, you know, go into the water or whatever. I mean, we, we don't. Well, that's because we, we know what's in the water. <laughs> well, there's that too, I suppose. Oh. We're referring to snakes. Are we? That's what I assumed you were referring to. I was just referring. I didn't, it's, it's the same river where we took out a kayak and there was like a turd in the water. Oh, that's so. also true. Yeah. And like dog killing algae. Like, you know, I wouldn't. I mean, it's a it's a great river, but. I just, I, I don't, I mean, I, I, you know, having grown up in, in London, I, I don't think of the river. It's only when I'm in Calcutta or whatever that I would go into the water, even though that's a much more polluted yeah. river, <laughs> right? River. Yeah. It's funny how we just, right, we have a social inhibition, partly as a result of, you know, it's not safe, right? I mean, there generally aren't places where you can just go into the river without, you know, violating some kind of regulation. But culturally... Yeah. Right. There are designated places where you go in the river, and you just don't have a particular relationship with the river as a whole. Or... Maybe it's because we're like city kids. Yeah. No, like, I think that that is you know, it, right. The, like... the river here on on a nice day is is heaving. Right. There's people out canoeing and kayaking and supping and. Yeah, but they're, they're, you know, you're on a, you're on a vessel, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone swim in the water. Yeah. I mean, I noticed in some discussions about, did we talk about this last time, like use of the river and pollution? No. Uh, there is an increasing, I think, anxiety about what urban India's interaction with the water, I'm not just talking about, you know, drinking it or using it for, you know, industry or whatever, but like just you know, through religious rituals and things like that. Like, what impact is that having since it's occurring, you know, in the order of you know, millions and millions and millions of people? And, you know, I'm not, you know, an environmental researcher. I, I, I don't know. The one thing I looked into was the impact of the statues. The, oh, that's uh, like Bishop bad. John. Yeah, and I, I thought I may, maybe I said this to my class, but the, the impact is... Well, is tell, a, tell, tell, is tell a, us what the statues are for. The uninitiated. Oh, so, you know, at the end of a puja, you take the statue, which is made from clay oh, the statue or of plaster, the, god. the statue of the god, and you you put it in water. And this is true, you know, across all Indian cities, right? It's as true in Calcutta as it is in Mumbai. It's a know. bittersweet moment. That's what the, 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 the Ganesh, Ganesh puja book that we read to Ella says. Shout out to that series the, the the maya and neil but ella in homage to her friend calls it the maya and neil series a long a long story <laughs> but the the yeah the statue is made of clay or plaster and is painted and the issue seems to be the paint yeah because it's lead paint yeah exactly so wasn't there also an issue with the metal frames right because aren't they like on metal frames and yeah. people people got impaled that, that uh, struck me as much more terrifying than... Well, I think that might be terrifying because of, you know, someone getting really badly hurt. But yeah. uh, I, I think, yeah, I mean, environmentally, I think the, the biggest problem is the pain. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in, in, in this film, you know, you, you see people in the water and it's, you know, it's the 19... It's a film shot in the 1950s, about an earlier period, so maybe you're not as conscious of it. But certainly now, you know, the it's population also, of 1.2 billion. <laughs> um, it also now strikes me that even though this movie is very bracketed by the death of Appa's parents, and Appa's father, Hari Hart, dies in Benaras of a fever that is contracted, according to his wife, because he was running around. When he shouldn't have been. When he because he was already been. sick. And he, despite her good advice, I mean, we were talking about this the other day, right? Because you were saying, well, on the one hand, it's like he, you know, he, he, he didn't 
It's not that he didn't work hard enough, but he, he wasn't as directed in his work and he couldn't support his family adequately. But then in the second movie, he does it, and then that's what kills him. Yeah. But, you know, I was saying, she does tell him that, you know, you've just recovered. Yeah. You know, maybe... maybe well, and she was worried that he would be going up and down all those steps. Right. So it does seem as if, yet again... You should have listened to her. <laughs> yes. yes. That is the not very subtle, I think. And also, um, maybe when she said get a doctor, that would have been the better option than the herbal remedy. Yes. Again, a bit of, you know, superstition. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he would be all behind the, the ashwagandha that people are having now. And I mean, the adaptogen movement. <laughs> I've <laughs> But he, he dies, and even though we're in, like, Benaras on the river, we don't hear or see his funeral. And the same is true when Apu's mother, whose name I'm still too scared to pronounce, uh, yeah. she also dies of a, of a fever. And obviously we, we miss her funeral, as, as Apu does, but then his uncle says, oh, what about her... Oh, the Shranto. Yeah, yeah. The... The, I mean, the, the funeral, effectively, yeah. yeah. And Abu says, oh, I'll do it in, in Calcutta, but we never see him do it. And the reason that sort of now jumped out at me is because when we watched that French documentary that we mentioned in the last episode, the Louis Malle, there's quite a striking scene where he, he shows um, a funeral, and and you actually see the the dead body on the, the yeah, pier. Yeah, my, my, I felt bad for my students because I, I didn't, forewarn them so that in came as quite a shock yeah and it's I mean, yeah you don't yeah, you never expect it right and and also because the the voiceover is like well for 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 the hindu right death is not a very dramatic <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> dramatic scene because you know whatever it's part of life and it's kind of where you go, like, uber, we must respect cultural difference to the point where we will completely ignore, like, common humanity. Yeah. And exactly. And I was like, I, what? I, like, know for a fact that... So, I, I mean, several several Hindus that so, I know have been very upset at yeah, the death so I of the world. I think what Mal is getting at, and I think, you know, he has that very sparing narration, narration style, right, where he basically doesn't say a lot for much of the movie, so, of the documentary. I think he was getting at the fact that, you know, at least the other people involved in the occasion are, you know, especially the ones who are kind of involved because it's their that's that's what they do right as opposed to the family members that they are kind of intimate with the body but of course that's just generally true for people who work with right the deceased yes um that's as true in the west whether you're a you know mortician or yes. whatever so I, I yeah i felt that that was it was just a really weird thing that he just left it like that yeah and he must have known that the effect would be to suggest ah the exotic orient yeah. where people are so philosophical they just levitate yeah. <laughs> I mean, but i was very gratified to i mean Apu is quite young when his father dies and and he doesn't i mean he doesn't seem to, I don't know, he either doesn't get it or we don't see it. But having, like, when his mother dies, he is very upset. He has, um, I mean, he has a much more sustained, right, relationship with his mother. And a lot of these directors are just more fundamentally interested in the, the mother-son relationship. Right. And I think that's for, Well, like, also he feels bad about it. Right? He feels bad about it, that's for sure. But I think 
there is a, you know, the, there's the personal and the political, right? So he feels bad about it, yes. But there's also the, you know, the status of the mother in, you know, in Indian and Bengali culture, and maybe even a, you know, a kind of a, a metaphor of the state, right? I mean, it's, it's mother India, right? Right. Now. But so why do you think... I don't know if you have thoughts about this, but like in a movie the of Durga, right, that well. shows you like that is interested in neorealism. Why? Why not? Like he doesn't even mention the f- funerals, right? He he doesn't like. There's no engagement with death beyond the kind of the moment. Yeah, it's funny because like when uh, when he recites all of the places he's been, right? His mother asks. Well, what have you seen in Calcutta? And it's very like teenagerish. Well, I'll just list some places without giving you any, you know, description yeah. or trying like the to. The Victoria Memorial. And it's so yeah. funny to contrast that great scene where he's much younger, where he's trying to explain, right, like the the, the heliocentric, yeah, right, solar system, and he's super excited and he really wants to explain it to her and then you know later in life when he's gone to the big city and she just wants to talk to him right i mean she doesn't necessarily want the detail he's just like well i've seen this i've seen victoria memorial and i've yeah. seen you know, <laughs> these other things it's, it's quite funny but at the end of that the one thing he says at the end of the list she's like what what's that and he's just like the burning Cuts, right? Oh. And he says it in English. Well, I mean, half in English, right? Yeah. Which he knows she won't understand, and it's very—I don't know—it feels like a, a very kind of passive-aggressive, you know, yeah. teenagerish, rebellious gesture. And then, you know, very knowing, and he laughs, and then he says, you know, and then he, he gives the Bengali word, yeah. and then right, and then uh, she's she's a bit taken aback, yeah. and she's taken aback both because of the attitude, but also because suddenly that's what fills her with the the dread, right? Because yeah. then she's just like. Is it safe, right? Yeah. Uh, there's this very kind of premonition, this quality of a premonition. Yeah. Right? Is it also the conversation where she says, you know, when you graduate and get a job, I'll come it's live the same with you. one, right? Yeah. yeah. And then she, she says, oh, well, you know, if I live that long, you know, yeah. who knows? And on the one hand, it's this very classic, like... Jewish mother. That's what I called it. I said this is, you know, it's a... But then, of course, she does, like, not live that long. And so, Ray is very heavy-handed. We, 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 we often talk about, my family obviously since it's, you know, Bengali, but we, we should point out that, you know, your mother thinks that, you know, Bengalis might be a, a lost tribe of Israel. Yeah, no, she's convinced that... that a, a branch of the Bengalis are, are the lost tribe. Well, and, you yeah. know, empirically, it bears out, I mean, all the classic tropes of the... The Jewish mother. Yeah, I think we can sometimes get misled by the difference in cuisine, but actually that's just, you know, superficial. You know, yeah. When it comes down to profound characteristics. Yeah. Yeah. No, there, there is there's a lot of uh... So yeah, so if you're looking for your for your um, you know, your 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 Jewish mother moment, then that's absolutely it. Yeah. And as you were watching it, you were finding his interaction with his mother sort of right familiar. There was, there's that scene where he, I think it's his first break or second break, but he comes home and his mother's like, I'm not talking to you. Your break started on the 7th and you're only here like a week late. And he's like, well, you know, I, I had some work to do. And Yeah, at that point you were like, you say that to your mother all the time. And the thing is, my mother complains about it all the time. Um, it's, it's true. So you mentioned English. Um, should we talk about that? Because there's actually lots of English 
and learning English and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, it's part of the whole modernization and trains. theme. Yeah, so it goes with trains. The the importance given to the knowledge of English. I mean, I find you know, we should talk about the schoolmaster, you know, before we have no listeners left, before Colin just stops listening. Okay. Prior to the schoolmaster, right, the, the, the thing about English is... English seems to be some kind of liberating force because it is a point of access to knowledge. Right. Or at least specific kinds of knowledge, right? That certain kinds of science are most effectively encountered through the medium of English. Right. But and he has a friend, right? The first English we hear is in Benaras when his father is sick and Apu sits with him and his father is asking him about why he's done and Apu says, you know, I was playing with whatever friend and as far as like oh he's the one who teaches you English and yeah. he asked him how you say up was a good boy yeah, 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 um, yeah and then being a good boy up was like he, he wants to go play with the fireworks <laughs> his father <laughs> yeah. sends him off which you know is again it, it, it is kind of what happens with his mother right he's supposed to come home but he you know wants to play in Calcutta with his friends right exactly and, yeah you know and then both his parents die wow I it's never occurred like that is like that is a power move yeah I mean the, the film the whole the, well, the underlying novel and the the films are very much about discharging your responsibility or else <laughs> <laughs> It's the or else that is like the... Yeah, except, I mean, the film is also about accepting that, you know, sometimes you you aren't going to discharge them and you have to find a way to, to, to move on, right? Yeah. I mean, the answer isn't to make up for having failed or made the wrong choice the first time by, you know, going back to the village and being a priest for the rest of your life. That is not the answer that the film suggests is the right one. Right. So, sure, I mean, he probably, I mean, not when he was a little boy and his father died, but, you know, yeah, I mean, he should have paid more attention to, you know, what his mother was gesturing towards in an indirect way in her letters, but he doesn't. He chooses to set it aside because he's focused on things that he thinks are more important. Science! Yeah, or just having fun, right? And that is a mistake, but at the same time, you know, you make mistakes, and I mean, that's the Bildungsroman element, right? Right. Um, yes. Um, so after the father dies, they leave Benaras. There's a, a complicated exchange where the mother's employers offer her a job in, in Dewanpur, but she doesn't take it and instead goes back to her ancestral village in Bengal. But there's absolutely no way that anyone would know this from just watching the film because it is like not signposted. It's all handled quite quickly. Yeah. yeah. There's kind of, you know, you're in Benaras for a while. And then, right, you're in this new home that you haven't seen before that's very, obviously, right, the family's very wealthy. And she's taken this job to make money, right, up because her husband is dead, so there's no income anymore. So that move is kind of rapid. And then she's presented with this choice. And you have to know where these two places are. Yeah. But in the end, they go back to, to Bengal and they live in the village. And the arrangement is not entirely clear to me, but part of the deal is that Apu works as a priest and he wants to go to school. So he finds the school and he comes back and says, oh, can I go to school? And she says, well, what about your work? What about, you know, what about money? And then he says, well, don't you have some money? And, you know, in the end, he, he gets to go to school and cue the headmaster um, yeah, so the the whole sequence begins in a very light way where 
you know, the, the headmaster is caric caricatured as this very, like, more British than British type. He's very upright physically. He's very stiff. He's obsessed with time and, and punctuality and <coughs> formality. And then, right, he, he the students make fun of him with the graffiti. Yeah. And then he has, you know, one of the people who works in the school rub it off. But then he you laugh at him yet again because a cow comes into the school, right? And then he has to chase it out and he does it awkwardly. So... That's all very, it's, you know, it's fun. And, it, you know, it, it, there's that modulation of mood, which is great. Uh, it's just good cinema. And then it's, you get more of it, right, when the inspector comes. And the, the, the music in the background of the inspector coming is either the same as or similar to the music that accompanies the sweet seller in Potrapachli, which is also a nice light-hearted scene with the, the, the pots holding the sweets bobbing up and down and then the reflection in the water. So, you know, you have that recollection of the, the earlier film um, and you have this lightening of the mood. And, you know, school does seem liberating. It seems like it lightens the mood. It, it makes Apu happier and, you know, it makes the viewer happier, right? So there's a real nice conjunction of you know, technique and effect, uh, you know, a point about Oppo personally, but also a point about education in general. Yeah. Um, it's very much like an academics or teacher's movie. I mean, he's a very academic type. Yes, that's right. and, and so are we. <laughs> um, there's that great scene where after a while they clearly, they like the, the inspector comes in and, and is very impressed by Oppo, and so the headmaster calls him in and says, oh, you can you can go far, but you'll have to learn English. <laughs> And then he he gives him a bunch of books about in English in English about Africa and Dr. Livingston and and science and science and the North Pole yeah and it's just like I, I love that approach to teaching English like we're not going to teach you English we're just going to give you like, some these, books about twenty thousand pages of English and by the time you've read them you'll have figured the language out and, and Abu takes to it like a like a duck to water right he you know there's this great scene where he like dresses like an african tribesman and like jumps at his mother shouting africa yeah i mean and... so it's very innocent i you know i i i don't know I mean, you you can i don't know whether you could do that today i, I think you know if it, there'd be complexities involved that there weren't but it's clearly a very positive scene there he's role-playing I mean, yeah he's really inhabiting he's inhabiting the story world that he's reading but it's not just fiction it's you know it's geography it's yeah. you know uh it's the world and actually that the, the notion of a world is really important because the parting gift that his headmaster gives him is a globe yes. and he's super into that globe yes which i found affecting because it's a it's a tiny little globe and we actually have a globe i mean <laughs> we have a, a tiny little globe a tiny little globe too and and our daughter is obsessed with it yeah um and she has a big globe too she has a big globe too but she she's very in, like interested in like where things are and how far they are and how long it would take to get there. And the headmaster says, you know, we might be in a in a faraway corner of Bengal, but it doesn't mean that we can't know about the rest of the world. Yeah. And, and that's a very, I think, kind of direct sort of expression of what education, right, can, can be about. It's um, just really optimistic. And then in that scene where Apu and, and his friend kind of sit by the river in, in Calcutta and they, they're talking about traveling... And his friend says, well, if you could travel, where would you go? And and Apu says, well, I, I couldn't go anywhere because my mother won't let me, right. and, which is a bit catty. And his friend says, oh, well, don't you have any ambition? And Apu says, he basically was like, I was born in, like, a, I grew up in a village, and if, if I didn't have any ambition, I would still be there. Yeah. 
kind of priesting. Yeah. yeah. So... I mean, he says, you know, how did you do it? I fought with her. Yeah. So there's, like, an interesting tension there about, like, his mother as a, you know, a force that holds him back, which, you know, is something that we see in, like, in the Odyssey, right? That there are these women that hold back the, the hero from fulfilling his, his destiny. Um, well, except she pays for him. Yes. Right? She, I mean, that's she the does key pay thing. So she, emotionally, she's, I mean, you know, she doesn't have anyone else, so she's hugely sympathetic. But she actually remarkably fast overcomes her initial yes. response. And it's like, you will go and I'll pay for you with the limited amount that I've saved yeah. you. But it's like, on the one hand, Apple has like a, a very nice sense of what he's accomplished, right? That he, he, he owns his academic achievement. I mean, he works very hard, right? And I'm not just academically, but he holds down a nighttime job. That's what yeah. leads him falling asleep in class. Yeah. Getting sent out. But at the same time, he... It's this strange, like, well, I fought with my mother and it got me this far and I can't, he can't then conceive of going further. Yeah, I mean, there are some practicalities of, like, how would he then visit his mother? He is seeing her every few months. Yes. And, you know, I mean, now there's no travel happening. But, you know, generally speaking, we think of travel as easier. And so, I, you know, I can, I can see the reluctance to be too far away. My students all, because I've, I've asked them how expectations, having watched one film, shape your sense of the next one and they're very much you know excited by the prospect of travel yeah they think that globe is you know a really important signpost and the dis- the explicit discussions of travel like the one that you're talking about so you know what is it gonna take is it is it just now well you know now that his mother is has died you know he is free to travel what is that travel gonna feel like and you know where is he going to end up? These are the these are the questions my students have. Yeah. Um, all of which you know their instincts are exactly right. Those those are the questions that are going to come up in the third film. Yeah. And we mentioned train kind of in passing, and there there are a lot of trains in this movie. And Up finally gets to go on a train, which is nice because the first thing he says when they reach the new when they they come back to Bengal is he says he says, "Mom, look, there's a a train." Yeah. And. It's very, um, I mean, for a movie that feels completely different from to, to Potter Punjali, it has all the same, right, motifs. There's the, the fever and, right, everybody dies in kind of the same way. They get right. feverish, they, they kind of are sick, they, they die. Then we get the trains, we get the kind of premonition, like wanting to do something, but then getting the, the premonition that you might not be able to do it. Right. He also, he has that technique of characterization and, you know, not having read the novel. The novel, by the way, has been translated. So I guess there's no excuse for me to not read the novel. But anyway, the 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 technique of characterization that he has, where he kind of satirizes or caricatures someone and they seem two-dimensional. And then as that character persists in the film, he really stretches right, their, their third dimension out, and they become much more humane and sympathetic. So the clearest example is the teacher, right, who's very rigid and two-dimensional, and is actually the subject of a character, literally a two-dimensional, yeah. like, graffiti, right? But then is, you know, the the substitute father, right? He's affectionate, he's caring, he's invested, and he, you know, he's the person who inspires, right, Opu. So that quality that Rai has of turning the two-dimensional into three-dimensional, very ostentatiously, like, that's probably the most obvious. But it even happens, as you pointed out, with the kind of, the the, the stereotypical villain neighbour in the first film. Right. Where right at the end, suddenly we see that the self-realisation is what turns her into, yeah. right, a, a, a three-dimensional. It's very, it is very novelistic, 
I don't know whether it's owed to the novel entirely, but it is very novelistic. Yeah. Well, and so at the end of Pater Panchali, when right the Council of Elders kind of comes and says, oh, you know, you should stay, then Harihar says, well, you know, I wanted to be a writer, I wanted to do this, I wanted to educate my son, um, that didn't work out, right? And then my daughter died, and so, you know. And in some ways, right, he, that hope he had for his son has been fulfilled, right? He, um, we don't see it, but Apu is sort of inducted into his priestly destiny in, in Benaras. Yeah. But then... What this movie is really about is is Apu's education, and and so on the one hand that fulfills his father's wishes for him, but he very ostentatiously chooses sciences and not arts. Yeah, I mean, there's a right. I mean, it's kind of a classic right parental. It's not really a conundrum, right? It's kind of a, a misunderstanding that I'm you know I'm sure we'll <laughs> we'll have as well, where actually the child is fulfilling something that you value, but because it's at a funny angle, you don't get it. Yeah. And so, you know, some people are able to see it. Other people are frustrated because it doesn't conform to a kind of a narrower set of expectations. But, yeah, I mean, I it's hard for me to know because his father does seem to... His father seems to value... His father does value the creativity of the artistic, right, side of his life, which he has to set aside. And then, right, the more traditional, conservative, religious practice. So I don't know whether for him it would be quite so opaque, right, because his son is kind of creative and artistic. And, and you know, he says he's going to do sciences, but, I mean, that's definitely something that we should flag for next time, because we'll, we'll see how that evolves. Yeah, well, and also the class that we see him take in, in college in Calcutta is about synecdoche. And metonymy. And, and so that is exactly, that's, that's, that's really acute. So he... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, well, because I, the thing I wasn't paying, I mean, I know what's going to happen in the third movie, you don't. So, see, I told you in the trailer that you would be more perspicacious than I would be. But anyway. Um, Having gone to Yale, I'm, of course, <laughs> very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so he falls asleep in that class, mm. right? I mean, and that's the funny thing, right? That he, he falls asleep and like, is sent uh, away. Like, what's his name? Obhimanyu. Oh, well, that's No, Obhimanyu, the department. No, no, uh, like, yeah. Um, yes. Um, so, uh, <laughs> do we, we have to tell the story, I think. Otherwise, it's going to be opaque to... So in the mythology, yes. right, um, in the Mahabharata, the story is of um, a mother... Well, sorry, not a mother, uh, a woman who's pregnant, um, hearing an account of a military tactic. Well, it's not just anyone, right? It's Dipanvita, and she's the wife of... She, of Origin. Origin. Yeah. And um, she is... Sorry, he is... Origin is telling the story... It's uh, not the story. The, um, is, is, is recounting the technique for how to enter and exit a particular military formation. Yes. That's very, very complex. And it's basically you can't defend against it. Yes. And so you know, he's telling his unborn son, uh, Obhimonu, about how to... Um, and being a heavily pregnant woman who doesn't really have time for this nonsense, Deepan Rita does the only sensible thing and falls asleep. Right. Um, I mean, I don't. If you were listening to, you know, Aeneas the tactician or whatever, you know, some other. Yeah, no, you, I, know, you don't have to sell me on, the, uh, on that. I mean, I would fall asleep, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so unfortunately, she's awake for the first half, but falls asleep for the second half. And so the the baby Abhimanyu knows how to enter 
the whatever it is. I forget the name of the. It the has a funny name, like yeah, yeah. you know, folded lotus or something like that. Uh, but he doesn't know how to get out. And then when he grows up, he. They need him. They, they need someone to be able to penetrate this formation. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll lose. And so he does, and then realizes that he does not know the way out with predictable results. Yes. So anyway, so Apu. <laughs> so yeah, so he falls asleep in that class and. Yeah, so I, I, you know, we're not really worried about spoilers I? here, but what? No, okay, go ahead. Well, I was going to say he falls asleep, which suggests, right, as much as it's in the plot a result of him working at nights, it suggests his lack of interest, or right, that he has less interest in, in the arts rather than the sciences, because they're all of these kind of cool pictures of Bunsen burners and chem yeah. chemistry experiments and stuff where you don't really see his reaction. You just see these kind of, you know, whiz-bang things go on in the in the classroom, but the, in, in the lecture hall. But, um, you know, n now I think about it, there is an irony to it because of what will happen in the third film. Ooh. Ooh. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, um, that is... But also, you know, it's so, you know, metapoetic to have a discussion of metonymy and synecdoche, right, in this particular scene, right? As if the scene is a synecdoche of the larger whole. And a synecdoche. A synecdoche is where a part stands in for a whole. By association. Yes, by association. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, it's a, it's, it's a really great scene. And yeah. I think is important not just for this film, but is important for understanding Opu's evolution. Yeah. We didn't uh, discuss the the movie's, like, sort of position in the, in the trilogy. Obviously, it's the middle part of the trilogy but we're we're about out of time so maybe we'll come back to that should Next. we pick up with with, with mm. that what, uh. what kind of taster can we leave what kind of second artwork and what kind of sequel are we are we thinking of here um the two towers the godfather 2 the georgics frozen 2 never mind <laughs> <laughs> uh. maybe people can write in with suggestions for you know Re relative ranking of these films. The Lord's Test. And the Lord's Test, yeah. Yeah. So next time, next week, hopefully, uh, we will be back with Apur Sansar, the, the last of the yeah. Apur trilogy. And uh, all sorts of things will be revealed. My students, uh, they're, they're geared up for death. They're geared up for death. Yeah, they're, now they're practiced. They're just like, I see. Oh, one of the great things, we should end on this note. Okay. My, uh, my, my, th this course has accomplished actual good in the world. Because one of my students, in, in, in her journal entry, they all write journal entries where they, where they say how they respond to the films. And they're still, they're just really great. Um, I should just quit classics and just teach, you know, first year undergraduate courses on Bengali cinema because apparently that's where all the good in the world is happening. <laughs> um, so this, uh, this student wrote a very thoughtful, great entry about the film, but also revealed that as a result of watching it, she found her mother straight away. So, you know, tuition dollars... Having, you know, honest to goodness, you know, real, real hey, world what, benefits. What right starts there. here changes the world. Yeah. All students across the world phone your mothers. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Mother's Day. No, that's right. You can, this is a pro tip. You don't have to wait till Mother's Day to call your mother. Yes. Um, in fact, it would be preferable. And actually, we have to go... But uh, don't send them a Valentine because that's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, well, we have to go uh, pick up our children from daycare. Uh, so it's uh, a good time to to end. Uh, we'll be back next week with the the denouement of of the trilogy. Yes, and more practical tips and how to placate your family. Yes, and and maybe the India series will actually. We're well, starting tomorrow. Oh, it's starting tomorrow. It's starting tomorrow. 
Heavens. Then, yes, then an in-depth analysis of bowling action, Vera Coley, and... Stewie's diet. Stewie's diet. Assuming that we get pertinent information. (laughs) Okay. We really have to go. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs)